city to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network. Welcome to the A-Train Show. And now here's your host, the A-Train, Arlington Lane. Welcome to this edition of the A-Train Show, the A-Train, Arlington Lane. Oh, I'm so glad to be back in the studio once again, man. It's This COVID-19 pandemic has been crazy. Tired of being stuck in the house. Tired of wearing these masks. Tired of having to wash my hands every day. No, I'm just teasing. I got to do that. I've been anal with washing my hands for a long time, man. And, and my body. And my body. Okay. So don't don't get crazy on me. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's been crazy, man. And, and I'm glad to be back in the studio with you today. Um, coming up on the program, I'll have Renee Washington. She's the host of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington, which you can catch on Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM and 1340 AM every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, 11 and Central, if you want to catch the show on FoxSports1340AM.com. All right, we touch a bit on sports. I said that we would do that when I brought her to the show again, as I had her it was crazy as kept. It was last year, just after she started Beyond the Headlines. So, um, I said this time we was going to talk sports, and that's what we was going to do. And that's what we did. So you'll check out what we talked about. Um, mostly everything about it was the last dance. I hope that you enjoyed it, because uh, I most certainly did. And uh, we touched a bit on that. And we talked about, of course, the Michael Jordan and LeBron debates, because I had a bone to pick with her, kind of, because she's a huge LeBron fan. She considers him the greatest of all time. So I had a bone to pick. But I didn't delve too much like that on her, but you'll you'll hear and find out for yourself for sure, okay? <laughs> so uh, we touch on that and a lot of basketball talk, man. It was it was an interesting conversation for sure, and I, I can't wait for you to hear it. Before we go to break, I want you to hear this parody by Shanice Nicole. You can catch her on IG at Shanice Nicole and her last name or what the name says on IG is N-Y-K-O-L-E and Shanice being C-H-A-N-I-C-E. She did a Tony Braxton parody called Seven Whole Weeks and it's hilarious. I love it. Especially with this COVID-19 thing that's going on. I can enjoy some entertainment and she brought it in this song and she sounds wonderful, man. And I'll be glad to give her some pub. You know, if she want to come on the show, if she hear this, I'll gladly bring her on, man. Hopefully, she'll sing for me, too, man. I, I, I like nice singing. You know what I'm saying? And I know some singers, so I'll see if I can get them on uh, in the future. Especially, when, hopefully, when this pandemic goes away, man. I'm sick of it, man. Sick of the mask. I'm sick of it all. Man. All right, so I'm going to play the song, and then I'll have Renee Washington coming after the break, all right? You're listening to the A-Train Show right here on the In The Zone Network. People mad cause they gotta wear a mask when they're going out to the grocery store, yeah. Everybody just ignoring all the rules and it's getting kind of crazy. We don't know what to do, yeah. They're gonna put us back on lockdown cause you can't stay in your tail at home, okay? Welcome to the A-Train Show. Social commentator, Brendan Royal. So it's kind of difficult for people to wrap their brains around two people of the opposite sex truly just being friends. Because it's so uncommon. You it, don't, it you is. don't hear that. Of course, of course. You know, you have men who will take advantage of a female friendship where 
uh, you know, they may see her down and about and they try to sleep with her or they try to take advantage of her. And that's just not, that's never been the case. On the In The Zone Network. Sydney in the city, state to stay worldwide. You listen to the A-Trey Show on the real In The Zone Network. What's up, everyone? This is Renee Washington, host of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports Radio, and you're listening to the A Train Show on the In the Zone Network. Danger! Danger! This edition of the A Train Show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Joining me on the line right now, she is the host of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington over at 1340 uh, AM Fox Sports. And she does a wonderful job. If you, of course, follow her at her namesake, Renee Washington. It is the aforementioned Renee Washington. Renee, how are you doing today? <laughs> I am great. How are you? Doing wonderful. I told you that the next time that we were doing this show, that you do the A-Train show that you were going to have. We was going to sit down and have a conversation and talk some sports. And lo and behold, it has it has grown. A lot has happened despite the fact of the COVID-19 pandemic situation. Um, one thing I, I got to touch on uh, first is the last dance. And I know that has been the conversation for the last five weeks. I'm kind of surprised. You know, it ended so quickly. I actually wish it could have did just one hour and did it for 10 straight weeks. What's your thoughts on that? I was literally thinking the same thing. Like, why did they show two episodes a week? They know we don't have a lot going on right now. And ESPN knows that everybody was looking forward to, to seeing the documentary play out. It was incredible. It definitely flew by fast. But I just love the way that they had the timeline going where we kept going back and it wasn't solely just focused on the 98 Bulls, but we kept going back to see stories, get interviews, you know, get background information, behind the scenes footage that we hadn't had never had a chance to see and see what led up to the 98 Bulls. So it was really beautifully done. And I love the way they incorporated not only Bulls players, but other players that didn't play for the Bulls that played against them, like Magic and, and Isaiah Thomas and yes. different people. So it was incredibly done. And I honestly just wish they had waited to do instead of two episodes per per week only one episode per week so we had a few more weeks to watch <laughs> I, I think i think they got some other plans coming up in the next upcoming in a few upcoming weeks with uh, some more uh, uh documentaries yes. that they got planned for uh, for ESPN viewers, and but I will say I applaud them for pushing everything up. I don't know if you heard the story about uh, that they had to mm-hmm. edit nine episode nine on was it Tuesday and then ten on Thursday yeah. to get it ready yeah. for Saturday and Sunday. So I was like, that's pretty freaking great, you know. And uh, it, it just goes to show you that uh, even though we're away from sports, it was great to see, and I'm so happy that they pushed it up. I'm really happy that they did that because, you know, what else? Are you going to watch esports? You're going to watch Korean baseball? What are you going to watch, you know, during this time period? You going to sit back in Netflix and chill? What's up? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know they, I have been seeing, you know, a lot, even the Lance Armstrong documentaries coming out, like they have been uh, promoting and showing that they have a lot more up their sleeve. But, you know, it's just, it's been a time that, fortunately for us, you know, we had something to look forward to. You know, it's been a time that we haven't had without having live games. It is making people go a little bit more stir crazy than usual. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm happy that ESPN made the decision to move it up. And, you know, Michael Jordan has never been an outspoken person ever, you know, as when he was in the league and since he retired. So it was great to see, you know, him open up about so many different things, so many misconceptions and rumors and kind of set the record straight on a lot of things. And then also for a lot of people, you know, they, they were probably seeing this for the first time. I know a lot of people I talked to were surprised by things, didn't know a lot of things. And, you know, for me, even though I was born in 92, mm-hmm. I actually was fortunate that I, growing up in a sports family, I, I saw Michael Jordan play. I, I saw, I knew all about everything that happened around the, the 90s Bulls. So it's still shocking and something I've also talked to a lot of people about. It's the fact that we weren't living in a social media era then. Exactly. So you didn't you didn't see all the behind the scenes things because today 
everything would be on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, we'd have all the scoop on where Dennis Rodman is and who said what and what who Mike Punch and Thief Kerr. Like we would have had all that stuff, like full details. <laughs> that is it'd be so on true. TMZ, it'd be all over. Yeah. So it is interesting to see like now that we have the opportunity to see that secret footage that's been hidden all these decades, you know, it, it layers the story even better. Yeah, and you know it took twenty years, twenty plus years for that to come out, but uh, you know, grateful that it did come through, and uh, and it did wonderfully for ESPN viewership. You know, actually, uh, I think they averaged around six million viewers per, you know, per episode. So that's pretty good. You know, with all of the Mm -hmm. uh, outlets and different uh, networks, I mean, it's like. That's great. You know, six million. It ain't what it used to be. You know, people getting 20 million viewers per per show and stuff. And, you know, six is still a wonderful number. And that was a great sign uh, for uh, the worldwide leader in sports. Right. Oh, yeah. Talking it over. It was awesome to watch. It was awesome to watch. And honestly, one of the things that I also was talking about with some with different people is the fact that not only did we get to see the Bulls, we got to see so many players that we don't talk about. You know, we always. I know you're going to get into the MJ LeBron discussion, but we always talk about Michael. We always talk How about. How you LeBron. know that I was going to get into the about, MJ LeBron discussion? We don't. You didn't know. Nobody knew. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I knew because I know it's coming. But what I what I what I loved about it is we got the chance to see players like Karl Malone and Stockton and uh, Gary Payton and Hakeem Olajuwon. Like we had the opportunity to see players that and. And relive the excitement of all of the NBA in the 90s. You know, it wasn't solely just focused on the Bulls. So it was exciting to watch as a basketball fan to see so many greats, see the rise of the Celtics, the rise of the Lakers, the rise of the of the Bulls, you know, to see the bad boy Pistons. Oh, yes. it was incredible for that reason alone. So <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And it was just so great to be able to relive all the the hype and excitement around the late 80s and early 90s of, of basketball. No doubt. Talking it over with Renee Washington of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. You can catch it on all different platforms, wherever you find your podcast. And uh, Renee, before we get more into the last dance, I got to talk a bit about your show. How's everything going over at Beyond the Headlines? It has been great. Honestly, this time has allowed me to really reflect on on the show and find ways to creatively um raise the raise the bar so to speak my show launched in july of 2019 so it still is in the first year and something i've always set out to do is make sure it's not getting stale it's not getting redundant and that i'm finding innovative ways to reach my audience so that's actually what i've been doing i've been doing a lot more of um video interviews and then also just rebranding the show altogether so this wednesday ironically um, coming up this week, I will be launching a whole new new look and feel for the show. So it'll be the same name, of course. It'll be, the, you know, we'll be talking sports. It'll have a lot of the same uh, foundation that it had before, but it's a rebranding of the show and reformatting to, to change things up a little bit and to give viewers and fans a little bit more excitement, too. So I'm looking forward to it, and, and I'm. it's one of the benefits and one of the beauties that came out of all the mess that we are in right now in the pandemic that has allowed me to be able to take time to focus on rebuilding it and rebranding it and doing things that I probably would have put aside and put on the back burner (laughs) had I been fully in the swing of working and things like that so that's one of the, the best parts about it even just the guests that are coming on in the next few weeks that I already booked out it's an exciting time and so I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction from from my audience and seeing how it can continue to grow as as you know with the show is just constantly always trying to level up yeah and trying to find ways to reach people so yeah I'm we're still, working yeah we're working. It, exactly <laughs> and your show is, is great man and folks you gotta listen to it it's it's a one-of-a-kind uh program i know a lot of people sit back it's like you know everything's kind of the same and all that kind of good stuff but you get to hear from new people uh on a, uh, a different side that you don't normally hear from thank you i and, appreciate that yeah and so I'm, I'm grateful of your show and that way uh we're gonna and that's push exactly back. what it's about yeah and, and push people to, to, to listen to it and, you know, to share it and press play, you know, press play. You know, I, I'm trying <laughs> yes, to keep, I'm trying to yes. keep being so animated about it. But that's the major thing is press play. I know you look at it and you see it, but press play one time. If you like it, continue listening to it. If you don't, 
Guess mm-hmm. what? That's fine. Well, at least you press play. Because a lot of people are getting really uh, and like window shopping. You know what I mean? And so right. Uh, right. they see things. It's like, oh, okay, that, that's cool. Bloop, bloop. They give, it, give you a response and whatnot. But I'm like, are you pressing play when you going back to, <laughs> to listen to it or whatnot? So just actually listening to the show. Yeah. But even if it's for a few minutes, you can skip ahead. That's the, that's the, that's the beauty of podcasts. You don't have to listen to the whole, your whole thing straight up. You can listen to whatever part you think is wonderful for you. That is the cool thing about it. You know, so I, I, I would I would implore you to listen to the entire show. That'd be great. But if you don't, there's parts in it where <laughs> you could go back and you can listen to. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. You're absolutely right. And that's something I know with my show need a lot with what you do with your show is, you know, there are so many podcasts and so many sports shows that talk about the same topic. You know, everybody's talking about the same thing. So, you know, how can you be more dynamic and creative to, to think outside the box so you're still giving some great sports topics but also maybe a twist on it or a, you know digging deeper and that's actually where the name of my show came from beyond the headlines is the concept that we're going to go beyond what you're reading in the headlines of you know the for the week and across sports and find some deeper stories and inspirational stories and things like that because you do as as you know, we're always trying to separate ourselves from, from other shows and from other people. So yeah. finding ways to be creative and how you're reaching people is is huge, yes. huge. No doubt about it. And uh, uh, again, I applaud you on uh, everything that you have done and continue to do. And uh, uh, want to make sure we continue to push out. We support each other, man, because that's that's been the biggest thing is uh, support, not just from. Um, a race part, um, a race in, but just period, man. You know, youth and mm-hmm. and uh, seasoned all need to support one another when it comes to this type of uh, platform. So uh, definitely uh, want to continue doing that. And you know, you have a young lady like yourself that's into this content, into the media industry and the business. That's special. And so we need to make sure that we continue to support that because. You have a, uh, a, like I said, you have a wonderful platform. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're on all streaming platforms. Yeah. So our, the show drops every Wednesday. Easy to find. iTunes, Spotify, you know, every every streaming platform on the Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM, 1340 AM. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Get that this, plug. You know, we're, we're out. We're launching a new show every Wednesday for people and it's about an, well it's been longer as of late because i feel like with no games i actually feel like i'm talking more now um <laughs> about whatever this so for some reason i thought the show was gonna get shorter it's actually got longer but it tends to be about an hour long is the goal and like i said there's some new exciting things that i'm bringing to the show starting this week so it's gonna be a lot of quick takes and quick you know quick thoughts on different topics and sports and news and entertainment music so it's going to be good, and I definitely, as you mentioned, hit that play button. You know, check it out and, and see if you like it. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, let's get back into the last dance. I got to uh, – we're going to get into what you said, the MJ LeBron, but I'm a, I'm saving that. I'm saving that for the end, um, or i save that for a later moment in the show. But I want to know what was the best thing that you saw out of the 10 episodes uh, of the last dance what was something that's like it really stuck out to you or you're like man i never really knew that happened and uh, you know it was like really intriguing for you well for me um again a lot of this stuff was not new in the sense that i was hearing it for the first time it was just maybe you're getting more details like you know i knew a lot about dennis rodman and i, I know a lot of people are surprised about that um, I knew a lot. I didn't. I didn't know about Steve Kerr's dad. Actually, I didn't know in full detail what had happened there. Right. Um, but you know, I, I think for me the biggest thing that actually gave me chills was just the raw transparency, the emotion that you got to see in the interviews, in the you know when you're looking back and you're in the locker room. Those aren't shots that we had the chance to see. So like I grew up watching a lot of Harvard classics, and when you're watching a, a game. Well, now they actually do a better job of it since no one has live games to watch. But you tend to only it tends to only show the games. They fast forward through timeouts. They'll fast forward through halftime. It's not a lot of you know in between conversation. And right. then you obviously aren't seeing anything pregame or postgame like you would in a live game. Mm-hmm. So for me, being able to see the locker room footage 
you know, seeing that emotion as they came in after losing, the motion after winning, the motion, whatever, the highs and lows that you got to see behind the scenes, that really gave me chills because it's like, it just humanizes them so much in a sense. Like, we always talk about the 90s Bulls and we, or just, you know, players in the past in general because it's, it's the past. We always talk about them in this way that we we always forget to, to address the, the lows, the moments they messed up, the mistakes right. that... You know, the tears. We don't talk about that as much. You know, you exactly. see the emotional picture of MJ with the with this trophy after um, they won the final in 93. But you don't see you don't see the, the real raw emotion, you know. So it was just really incredible to see how that aspect of it really was was brought to light and how they captured all of it. That really gave me chills. Yeah, it was it was something, you know, a lot of the stuff that I uh... Uh, that I see, I know about it, and, they, and literally, the last dance gave me everything that I wanted in the documentary. Now, granted, Same. now granted, it was, of course, it was executive produced by Michael Jordan, and a lot of people felt it was biased towards Mike because Mike was around it in the entire uh, documentary. But here's the thing: we haven't had anything where Michael Jordan has had literally sat down and discussed everything that happened in his career with the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we haven't had that. And to hear it from his voice is it was particularly welcomed. It was special. And so, I mean, I'm a big Jordan fan. I'm just going to put it out there. And I, I know he was uh, he wasn't uh, he wasn't a positive uh, individual. Like he was real negative towards individual. I'm trying to keep from using foul language in this, in this uh, nature. But <laughs> You know where I'm going. He was a D bag, and you know he wasn't. He wasn't nice. He was a competitor. Yeah, and now yeah. he was a narcissist. You know, it was like any little thing that you saw, or any little thing that was uh, negated on him, he took that into offense, and then he took it out and said, "I'm gonna take it out on the court on you." And that was that's it. I mean, we knew about the competitiveness, but the one story about LeBradford Smith. Now that threw me off. Mm -hmm. That threw me off greatly. That was, that was good to say. Yeah, when they when, and shout out to David Aldridge, man, a, a wonderful journalist, and he continues to do great work. And I wish I got a chance to see Brian Burwell, who passed away uh, some years ago. You know, he was featured in it a little bit, but you know, they all got to see the the side of Jordan. And then when Jordan said that LeBron Smith told him nice game, and ma he made that whole story up. Made the, made the whole, whole story, story up, up. yeah, just to motivate himself, man. It was ridiculous. But here's the other thing that really got me was when he made the transition from basketball to baseball. They did a whole different training setup, and he said he was going out there to play. And then when Sports Illustrated ripped him because he couldn't hit breaking balls, you know that really pissed him off. But my thing was, here's a guy who hadn't played baseball in 15 years mm -hmm. to sit there and go. And, 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 and get a hit one out of every five times. If you try right. to put another basketball player in baseball to try and attempt to do that, you would not get the same results. Now, we have seen players, though, that have been able to go back and forth and play two sports. So we do see that. And I will say the one benefit is for him being able to, to like, you're already training, you're already playing at a high level. So in a sense that you the transition is more getting back into the baseball moves and that's what he was talking about in the interviews you know you do you do see the the transition of getting back into playing baseball after having played basketball and how you're just using different muscles but you know we've seen time time Deion Sanders and different athletes that have gone back and forth and been able to play multiple sports yep. now what got yep. me though that I loved about it was how he also used it to clear up any rumors so the rumors that were going out for instance when he went to play baseball about it being because there was heat on on his family around gambling and after his dad's death or that they were trying to say that there was there was the league had and david stern had suspended him and this was in a sense a way to suspend him without openly saying they were suspending him you know those types of rumors and even all the the things that we saw around the gambling around um, you know, just all these rumors that were that were being said at that time right. that Michael literally came back and cleared up politics, for instance. Like him, him talking about why he didn't get involved and support the candidate 
And to now have the opportunity to set the record straight, that was something that I actually really appreciated because we got to finally hear things from Mike's side, as you talked about. Yep. He's not someone that has ever been vocal. You know, you don't see Michael openly doing interviews, talking about himself, talking about his career, talking about, th- you know, what he was feeling and when he hit a game-winning shot or missed the, the, the free throws that could have won them the game. And I think it was, what, 90, 1990, whatever year that was. You know, it just, you now had the chance to see him be vulnerable and for him to clear up, you know, any gray areas and, and rumors that the tabloids had maybe ran with. So that in itself was awesome. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of that, a lot of people was like, well, where was Juanita? Where was Craig Hodges? Mm-hmm. You know, those are, you know, those are people that were intricate in. I was thinking that too. And, and I was like, Juanita, y'all was looking for mess if you was getting something from Juanita. And then Craig, on the other hand, they wasn't going to deal with Craig. That's why they addressed the Gantt situation, because Craig was on trying to get him on top of that, too, you know, to deal with the issues of the black community from there. Now, there was a rumor. Of course, Craig was he dismissed, which is understandable, understandable that he dismissed the uh, the last dance, uh, last dance documentary. And but the one person. That really, there was two people that really defined it, and it was actually the two other best players on the Bulls in the first dynasty, and that was Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant. That really mm-hmm. got me, especially Horace. Horace sat there and dismissed everything that was said towards him, uh, saying that he uh, was the, the main culprit of the Jordan Rules book with Sam Smith. If you listen, mm-hmm. if you listen in interviews and stuff, he pretty much gave himself away. And then there was a there was a uh, a magazine back in '93 called Inside Sports. Now, whether you look at it as tabloid or what, on the cover it says Horace was an unhappy bull, and he spills all. Now I got I, I need some explaining on that. That's something I need to explain. You sat there, you going into these interviews, start playing the defense, but here it is. You were sitting there. Now you saying other people was doing it, but you was the main person that was doing the stuff. It's a shock. Did I lose? No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I still don't. I don't. So you're saying you think Horace Grant was the one that was that is to blame for the, the Jordan rules. Yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. The main person to sit there and and now act like I I'm not the only one that did or I wasn't the only one that did it. Other people Phil did it. Scotty did it. Uh uh Paxson did it. Uh Bobby Hanson. See he was doing everything but himself. He would never take ownership of that, especially in the documentary. If that was the case, you wouldn't have chose to be in the documentary. If you thought that's what it was going to be about, about all that stuff being brought forth. So MJ looked like he wasn't lying. I don't know. I mean, yes. I I mean, I have no idea who who was the one behind it. You know, I I also don't know how much of it was really secretive. Like, who's to say it wasn't someone else? Who's to say, like, Jordan was talking to people? You have no idea who, who it was that really was involved and I just felt like because Horace Grant was speaking out on on the documentary you know he openly said like for instance how and he openly said how he was animate about beating the Bulls once he went to Orlando you know like he openly spoke up about any sort of issues or or frustrations he had had towards Chicago so you know I just it didn't seem like something that he would lie about I guess I mean it's I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neither here or there, yeah. honestly, at this point. But <laughs> it just seems like if he was going to snitch and speak up, you know, he probably would not have been on the document. Exactly. exactly. And he, him and Michael, him and Michael did not always get along well. I mean, we saw MJ talk about he couldn't eat because he didn't play well. You know, he didn't. They didn't always get along the greatest. And so he openly has spoken up about wanting to beat the Bulls and you know and and wanting to once he was with Orlando, how sweet it was to beat them. But I don't know. I, I didn't get the vibe, to be honest, that it was him. I don't know who it was. It could have it could have been Smith himself. I mean, there's there were people that were that had inside scoop. We know reporters, we can find a way to get a story. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> talking it over with Renee Washington, talking a bit about the last dance here on the A Train show, just having a great conversation about it. Uh, one thing that I had uh, saw with Pippin that the reports had came out that uh, Pippin was uh, angry, angry at Michael Jordan for how he was portrayed in the documentary. And so, I mean, why would you be reportedly angry when you were the one that was making the statements? You know, like, for instance, the 94 playoffs, when you got mad that you didn't take the last shot. Now, if I remember correctly, that was something in the documentary where there was an inbounds play that Scotty Pippen did, tossed it to Tony Kukoc, and he hit the game-winning shot. All of a sudden, it happened again. And now Scotty became acting like he was Michael Jordan. Like, I'm the guy. Give it to me. I want the ball in my hands. Now, some will say that should have been the case because he was the guy. And others were like, well, dude, this play you've done this prior to. So now all of a sudden you're getting selfish. What you think about that? I mean, there. so this is, this is the hard part about this. You know, I, for a lot of the players, they're seeing how this was, although they were having interviews, leading up to the show being released, you're now getting the chance to see how Jordan and how um, Jason Ayer has put this together as right. a documentary. So, and you're also hearing people's cage on things for the first time. So, I mean, like, look, I, I was reading the reports about Pippen being a, beyond the livid, as he said, um, and how he was frustrated with even the way that MJ portrayed his injuries the way he portrayed him as selfish for delaying his ankle surgery, the migraine that he had in Game 7 of the 1990 Eastern Conference Finals when they played the loss to the Bad Boy Pistons. Right. I mean, all these things, I don't, you know, it's, I get the sense that even though Michael Jordan may have been correct in that, you know, you have a right to be frustrated that your number two guy isn't there, it may have been, the like, if I'm Scottie Pippen, you... You want him to openly say, you know, I, I wish he was there, but I know he had a, a better reason. Like, you want him to, like, openly admit that. And it was kind of like he he wouldn't defend him. He wouldn't openly say, like, oh, he was being weak. But you got the vibe that he was throwing him under the bus mm. based on his, what he wasn't saying. Right. So I think that it's more the sense of, like, if, if I'm Scotty and I'm the number two, I want to hear MJ openly admit that, okay, in 1990, when he had that, those migraines, he couldn't play. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a trust that he did all he could to be on the floor and couldn't. Like you want him to hear, you want him to say something that kind of validates, in a sense, like okay, he trusted that he really couldn't play. So I, but I do also think that it was a little bit of redemption when we saw him in '98 dealing with his back problems and pain and how he kept going back to the locker room and coming back and trying to finish out. You know, to show that he wasn't weak because there had already been a stigma around that. I mean, we, we saw him pass up the chance to take the game when it shot. We saw him missing because of ankle injuries and, and his migraines and things. So that was a kind of a moment that allowed Scottie Pippen to show that he is he can play through these tough moments. Yeah. So, you know, I I think that I wouldn't be surprised actually if there are more people like I actually saw Carl Malone who was getting who was fired up in an interview because they were asking him about Michael Jordan. He was like, why are you asking me about Michael Jordan? He's like, there are more people on that Bulls team than Michael Jordan. It was, I don't know if you've seen it, but yes, I just I watched have. it the other day. Yes, I just said it. Yeah, and he's like, why? Wait, he's like, we didn't lose to Michael. We lost to the Bulls. He's right. like, I, I could be a man enough to say that there are things I did wrong, but to sit up and act like this one man beat us, that's not the case. He did have people around him. And that's something I actually respected because I do feel like this actually has... For as great as it was, you know, if, if I'm a Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, the guys around him, and you see the way that Mike is reacting to you, you know, he's laughing at Gary Payton. I mean, Oof. you have to be, you have to feel some kind of way about that. Oof. Because it's just, we all know he's, he's a cocky, he's always been a cocky player. He's never hid how he feels. So openly joke, disrespect, you know, poke at you. Um, but it's like, all right, Mike, like we, you already on the conversation for the GOAT. What more, like, what more do you need? You're still going to try to beat us down now all these years later? Ooh, I, think, I think he wants it all, Renee. And I'm like, it's crazy because. That's Michael, though. It's all about MJ. Yeah, Mike has always been. And that's, the, and that's the major thing about this whole thing. Mike has always been about Mike. 
That was that has been stated throughout the documentary. It was always about him. And and that's the narcissism, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh it's like what got him that way? Like where did that come from? That's the main thing I think that mm-hmm. was omitted. You know what I mean? I, I don't think we really got the if we did, I may have missed it. I had to go back and watch it. Like, where did this come from? And that was, you know, that was like, that's maniacal. You know what I mean? It's when you yeah. when you see that out there on the floor and then you see that behind the scenes. That dude was straight up maniacal on and off the court. Now, with that he was, yeah, said, he was psychotic. Yeah. And a lot of it definitely started with his brothers. I mean, that, that part that they talked about in one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. about how his brothers used to always beat up on him and how his dad, he didn't feel like he had the attention he wanted from his dad. So as a kid, in a sense, he was always fighting to be the, you know, the, the for attention to be the number one son to, for the approval from his dad. But it is interesting to see how that shifts to him as an athlete. Yeah. And not even just an athlete, we saw him, even with his security, gambling and, and getting competitive with them. We know he's... He is a gambler, so that that makes sense. The two of those go hand in hand. Yep. So it's just it's just really really crazy to see how psychotic he was. You know, <laughs> when you're telling players they can't eat because they didn't play well, that's yeah, that's, 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 that's real. You know, like I'm all for I'm all for you. And look, I'm a big competitor. I hate losing more than anything. You know, I everything I do is, is because of my competitive nature. But you know, there's it's one thing to push your teammates to be better it's another thing when you are almost becoming like a a, i'm not gonna say a dictator but you're you're just taking over and running things to the point that you're literally controlling off-court behavior like eating that is that's that's where i draw the line so that's that was interesting to me to see um just how far he went and how there were no limits he didn't have a coach but although phil jackson at times would say like mike you should probably dial it back but you know, nobody was really control- controlling that. They were letting his competitive juices go, which is what made him so great, but also has to make you wonder, you know, how do his teammates really feel about him? You know, Carl Malone opening up about him. Nowadays, I don't know that players, it is a different league in a sense that players are friends and competitors, but you can be both. You can want to beat that person more than anything and be cool with them. You don't have to take them to the point that what we see with Michael today, where he still doesn't get along with people like Isaiah Thomas. You know, he still doesn't have the best relationship with clearly, I guess, Carl Malone. Uh, or, or or now so. Charles Barkley. You know, Charles Barkley was that, yeah. they was boys, man. And now all of a sudden, he said he didn't cut him off because of a comment he made about him in his ownership. I'm like, that's that's Michael. That's It's, it's a shame, yeah. man. But, but and also what's making it so bad is you making it what it sound like is, and I'm a, and I told you I'm a fan of Michael Jordan. You sound like you godlike. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's that's what I that's what I don't like about the way that is my big one of my biggest issues with Michael Jordan. To be honest, that yeah. is why you know I I love I respect his talent, but my go to favorite player of all time is LeBron James because it, it, that selfishness has to stop somewhere. When you're Michael Jordan and you have the attention of the world on you, they said people know him, like reports are saying people know him. He's up there in the category like the Pope. He's regarded so highly. People literally treat him like a god. So you have the ability to be an, an inspiration. And for him to openly say he wishes he was not a role model, he, he didn't want that pressure. Oh, well, you're, you already have it. So now do something positive with it. You have everybody wanting to be like Mike. So why are your Jordans so expensive that people that look like you can't even afford to buy your sneakers? You know, why are you so so closed off to people that you're not you're not doing anything outside of your playing on the court and your brand? You don't see you didn't see him doing uh, nonprofit work and humanitarian work. Why not? Mm. Especially once you got older. Okay, maybe right. in your career you focus on ball. I get that. All right. But since since he's retired, what have we seen Michael Jordan doing? All right. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's one of the main things why they mentioned that between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Here's a here's the here's my perspective on it. I'm not saying it is it is Bible, but I'm saying this is where I'm I feel 
than where he's at with that. As we talk with Renee Washington of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington right now on the A-Train show. Here's the thing. I think this. Michael Jordan, as private as he is, did not want people to know that he was doing stuff for people behind the scenes. Don't want you don't want them to know just be an anonymous donor. And being at the forefront ain't his ain't his cup of tea. However, LeBron James, that is. He wants the forefront. Or I'm not going to say he wants it. He's there out there the most. Let me put it out there like that. He's the one that steps forward. Mike don't want that that type of smoke because that ain't his lane. Because he would rather give off a check and not not, and not you and not having them know that it was him that sent it because he didn't want the public eye when it came to making donations and stuff. Now we want that because we want to know that he's out there doing stuff for people, but he didn't want that. That's just why I'm on my line of thinking is that's why that's why Michael didn't want or was never out in the forefront. He never was out there because he didn't want people to know. Cause then it's like he's damned if he does, he's damned if he don't. Regardless, he's at a losing situation. Regardless, like if he go out there, oh look at Michael Jordan, he's just going out there donating money, and then other people will be like, oh man, finally we get to see Mike. So it, it's like it doesn't matter at this point. We're gonna be mad at him regardless. Now, if he kept doing it, see he's starting to do it now. But he wasn't going to do that in his career because, like you said, Renee, it was all about his brand and it was all about Mike. That wasn't his lane, so he chose not to take that path. LeBron did. And I can understand the greatness between the – and still understand why LeBron doing it is still great. He still ain't the greatest of all time, in my opinion, but that's where we <laughs> are. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it. From, if we talk about greatest of all time, and, I'm, and I have to ask you this before we get out of here, is why do you consider him on the court? Why do you consider LeBron James the greatest of all time? So just a quick note, I do agree. Michael Jordan has absolute donated to a lot of nonprofits. Don't get me wrong. I think for me, it's just a bigger, it's a bigger uh, going to pick when the fact that like, even in the last dance they had, he was talking about how he can't leave his hotel room without crowds of paparazzi. That's every celebrity. That's not, that's not just Michael. That's everyone. Wow, Everywhere true. you go, there are eyes on you. Wow. So yes. why not, why not use that platform as a way to especially inspire little, little kids that look like you, If not, you know, inspire the kids. I don't even care about the money. You know, so that's something that always was to me one of the reasons why I've always I respect Jordan, but why I always like LeBron better. Now, in terms of his basketball play, and I know everyone always drops the stats. I know LeBron is three and six in the finals. I get all that. But when I look at player for player, here's my issue. Everybody wants to always say that LeBron had to team up with D-Wade to win a championship. Michael had Scotty. Kobe had Shaq. So although they although they may have had championships that they won by themselves, how many of those championships did they win with one of the best players in the league on their team? So don't act like it was just LeBron that had to do it. Secondly, oh, okay. I love the fact that LeBron can play every single position. You look at his stats, I actually just saw, ironically, I was just on social media, and one of my dear friends, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, dropped this post about the comparing LeBron and MJ under pressure and their stats, points per game, rebounds per game, assists, field goal percentage, and their record. Under pressure in tight moments when facing elimination in the playoffs, and LeBron actually had better stats than MJ. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand when you look at stats across the board in the in the course of their career, all right, MJ, he, he beats LeBron in a lot of those areas. That's cool, but I also don't just look at stats. I look at what you do on the court, and for me, I say LeBron is the GOAT. Because we have not seen a player that plays like LeBron. Magic is the next closest type of player with his size, with his versatility, mm-hmm. with the way he can play multiple positions, his mm-hmm. stats, assists, blocks, rebounds, points. We haven't seen that. Whereas with MJ, you, you saw Kobe who emulated his game. You see players today, a lot of their moves, as I'm watching the last dance, their footwork, their moves, a lot of that is a lot like MJ. So what makes, in my opinion, LeBron a, a different type of player is the fact that there's no one like him. You know, I think MJ was truly ahead of his time. Do not get me wrong. Like you, for as great as the 90s NBA was, he was ahead of his time. He was more athletic. He was quicker. He's more agile. You know, he was doing things that guys then were not doing. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of players now that have him. Look at Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry's handles. 
Look at the range that we have players that are able to shoot from. Look at the the players like Russell Westbrook that can get triple doubles and rebounds, steals, assists, points, whatever stats. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying they're Michael Jordan. Do not get me wrong. I am definitely not saying that. He's definitely better than them. But I'm saying you're starting to see players that are playing more like him and the game is more of a Michael Jordan basketball game. Whereas LeBron right now is an, is is in a different type of a different type of player. So they're two different types of players. I think they're both the greatest. Don't get me wrong. And I respect both of their games, but I think they each brought something different to basketball. So I go in the category of LeBron. You know, I re- I think as a whole person off the court, I love what he does as a family man. Of course, there's always rumors about cheating for every athlete. But off the court, I don't know what's true and what's not true. What I see with him and his family, the way he raises his kids and, and the support of them, his wife, that's huge to me. What I see him doing as a humanitarian, even the graduation we just saw with him and Barack Obama that they did for the class of 2020. The right. school he opened, like all these things, he's able to still find a way to still be in his in, in, in older ages in the NBA, still getting the numbers he's getting, and is able to balance that and still do for others. So he's showing, you know what, although maybe he's not winning as many championships, what, I mean, we know championships are why you play, but also look at what he's able to do and still be successful. Whereas MJ, wasn't, he wasn't doing that. So I, I hate to say some of it is this off-court skill, but mm-hmm. I just respect LeBron's ability. There is no one that has done all the things that LeBron has done. All right. And, and MJ was in a whole category of his own. But I am always team LeBron because I just respect his game more. I enjoy watching his game more. And I just think that he's someone that is a, a, a unique breed to sports as a, as a whole. But MJ is definitely one of the greatest athletes of all time. Do not get me wrong. I would I would be dumb to say otherwise. <laughs> but LeBron is my, if I'm building a team, if I, you know, I'm going to LeBron all day. He doesn't have that killer instinct. I get that. But that's because Michael was a whole level of craziness that him and Kobe were both in that same arrogance, cockiness. Um, and LeBron has it in a different way, you yeah. know? So, yeah. for me, the biggest thing that drives me crazy is people that act like Michael never missed. Michael never made a bad <laughs> pass. Michael never let... We, we've seen Steve Carr hit the game-winning shot. We've seen yes. Michael miss free throws that, that could have won. The, like, we've seen him make... He was human, too. Yes. So, that's the yes. argument that always drives me crazy. Stats, okay. championships, and this, this godlike persona we put Michael Jordan into a category as the guy that never missed or made a mistake. So yeah, that's my that's my soapbox. All right, I'm gonna say this, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna drop it because I because I, I could go on a tangent, but I'm not going to do that here. I could do that after. It's all good. After we, I've after been we talk. I've been fighting this fight forever. So yes, I'm, I, I, I'm I, beat I, down myself. I, I, <laughs> I have I have the tangent afterwards, and people gonna get mad. Well, why you didn't do it on the show? No, because I'm not. It's not it's not gonna happen. So you're not gonna push me into doing it. And yeah, because you don't want this smoke. No. Nah. <laughs> Oh, see, you trying to start. You trying to start, Renee. I like it. I like that. I like that. But I'm still ain't gonna do it. This is what I'm going to say about LeBron James, and that's why I'm. That's why I'm gonna leave it at. LeBron James is Magic Johnson. LeBron James is the greatest of this generation. There's nobody within the last 20 years that has the skill set that LeBron James is. LeBron James, all right. LeBron James has. LeBron James has the skill set that every coach has ever wanted in a player. When you sitting there and you sitting down playing NBA 2K, that's the type of player that you want. You want a guy that can pass. You want a guy that can shoot. You want a guy that can uh, score at will. You want him to uh, hit your free throws. Even though I, you know, LeBron is still. My point is he has all the intangibles. He can defend, steal the rock, make blocks. My thing is, he's the greatest of this generation. He's something that coaches always wanted. He's something that players, when they play on their video game, has always wanted. That's where I'm thinking. That's where my mind is with that. And he's, and, I, and like I said before, he's closer to Magic Johnson. Because what Magic did, right. you got to think about what Magic did. You in your rookie season, you go into game six of the NBA Finals. The championship is for it mm-hmm. all. You score 42 points, 15, 15 rebounds, dish out seven assists when they label you as a point guard, but they told you, Kareem can't play. I need you at center. And he did it there. And then he, mm-hmm. did, it, then he did it on the road. You know how hard it is to go on the road and do that at 21 years of age and it's your first year in the league? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the type of game that I see with LeBron James. It ain't Jordan because he don't. 
LeBron doesn't. LeBron has taken from Jordan, but he doesn't have a Jordan game, and and that does pro that does make it better than Magic. That's why a lot of people should continue to put Magic in their top five because of what Magic was oh, yeah. able to do. It's it's it's, it's not, It shouldn't even be a comparison. Granted, and I, in my all honesty, I'm saying this here on this show that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest of all time. There's nothing. There's nobody. Better. I'm saying people aren't put respect on his day. We always just say right. MJ and LeBron. We forget Will. We I'm, forget I'm, Kareem. I'm putting, like, <laughs> I'm putting respect Bill, on Kareem, if you want to championships, put Bill Russell in there. Come yeah, on, yeah. I'm putting respect on Kareem because Kareem did it at, and, and, and Bill. I think Bill did it too. But I think it was only college and pros he did that. See, uh, Kareem did his high school, college, and pro. Where he was able to win. Mm-hmm. And then he's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. You know what I'm saying? And we don't we don't acknowledge it. And he and he got six titles just like Michael Jordan. Just you like know? Michael. That's but we don't ever play. Because it because it was also I did have someone that said we don't have as much on Kareem. Like footage wise. Like we still Michael was caught at the end of I mean at the beginning of um of course there was there was always videos and VHSs, but like press and and, and footage was at a different level with Mike than Kareem in his early career. That's so true. that part I kind of get. That's like true. if like Kareem is a sleeper because of the fact that he wasn't a flashy player. He you know to some people, and I think he was. In my opinion, he's definitely not in my top category for sure. Yeah. But go ahead, my bad. Yeah, but that's it. But see, and that's the thing is that I really do believe that we don't give uh, we don't give Kareem a lot of respect. But LeBron James himself, he's the greatest of this generation, man, and. You know, when his when his career is all said and done, I'll let you know if he's considered the greatest of all time. <laughs> I straight up I will I will let you know. Because we can we can sit here and talk about the accomplishments and then I could also mention the stuff about LeBron that, you know, wasn't so hot that would would him take him take him out of consideration. But I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but what I will do before yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I will hey after the show, it's going <laughs> it's going down. It's going down after the show, man. And I'll record it just for a But I can't defend LeBron, but it's cool. I already know what you're going to say. I've heard it all before. What's that? What, what is that? Let, oh, see, you done opened up a can of worms now. What is that? I got to hear it now. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk about losing to the to the Mavs when we lost to Dallas. Everyone wants to talk about the fact that it took having a former MVP D-Wade on the team for them to win. Everyone wants to talk about how LeBron has lost six times in the finals and all the times that he's choked and all the times he's missed and been human. Or the fact that he doesn't have the killer instinct. You know, same old, same old. Same old, same old, right? (laughs) Same old, same old. All right. Same old, same old. All right. Same old, same old, right? (laughs) Just just remember, man. Just remember, the game's key on the line. My man scored eight. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you know what I will say though that you actually bring up is the fact Lord, hey. for me something about something I like about LeBron is that he breaks a lot of barriers, and I and like I don't think we're done seeing him change the league up. Like I I really firmly believe he's going to be, you know, him and his son are going to be in the NBA together. Who has a, who else has done that as the greatest? You know, like we've seen a lot of father son duos. Dell and Steph, you know, Kobe and, and his dad. We see a lot of father-son duos, but, but none that played time. in the league together the and none time. that were top in the league. Now, you know, like, Dell Curry was a great player. But he was, no, you know, he, he wasn't top in the NBA. Yeah, Joe wasn't either, you know. Hey, same thing about exactly. Mike's kids. Hey, Mike, Mike was so narcissist, so narcissist. <laughs> he was such a narcissist that he went in his Hall of Fame speech. Because I was, I was actually pissed <laughs> with Mike. When he did this, he sat there and said, I feel sorry for y'all. Oh, my God. Are you serious? You sit yep. there publicly telling this to your kids? Are you nuts? And he didn't care. He did not care. And them three he sat there and just, just sit there baffled. Man, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, that's, that's, that's true narcissism. And he's going to be that way till the day he dies. It's, it's not stopping. No time soon. No. Uh, no. Uh, one thing that I want to talk to you a bit about, it has been conversation for the last year or so. Uh, before you go, uh, Renee, uh, as we calm it down, bringing it back down a little bit. 
is uh, <laughs> I'm calm. I get into this debate all the time. <laughs> it's a woo side. And my thing is, I'm okay with people having different answers because I don't yeah. think it's it's, it's it's not an easy answer. There's never going to be an answer, first nope. of all. And there's no easy per- player to pick because you have someone like Kareem, Michael, LeBron alone that are three different types of players. And then you put, you can add Kobe to the mix. You can add yes. Magic and Wilt to yes. the mix. You know, yes. how can we really compare across nope. generations like it's, this? It's, it's hard. It's, that's, it's like football. Yeah. It's like football, man. Right. Football, oh, football, man. forget like, it. Hey, football, don't, forget don't, it. Don't, mm-hmm. ask, don't ask who the greatest quarterback or the greatest running back of all time is. Oh, M. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, boy, well, it, it'll lead to, uh, I'm sorry that I saw it, it leads to somebody getting shot over debate. I'm like, what? Ooh. Yeah. yeah that's so, pretty bad. Somebody's shooting because they chose LeBron over Jordan. Bang, bang, bang. Whoa. Oh, oh, time out, time out. Flag That's my thing. I'm like, because I actually have had people that get really fired up and animate with me and then are super animated and angry. And I'm like, okay, is Michael paying you to say all this? Yeah, because yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, does it really matter what we think? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> Where there's, this is not life or death. This is You're not getting a check for, de- for defending Michael so hard. Nope, nope. And... It don't ma- I can say J.R. Smith is the greatest of all time. Does it really matter? I mean, now, of course, it'll definitely take a lot of credibility away. But at the end of the day, the debate itself is just a conversation. It's not like, oh, yeah, you would be. I'm. That's oh. why I always tell people, look, we can agree to disagree. Please do not sit up and yell at me about MJ and, and LeBron. It is not that serious. Hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have people come up, man, and, and, and tell me how how LeBron is so great and I'm like okay I'm gonna listen because if anything that's what I'm gonna do and if I need to if I need to come and play for the destroy I'll do that but if not I'm just gonna watch you unfold and I'll sit there I put these little memes up you know I think it was one gif <laughs> that's one gif of a guy who, was, who puts his chair out and he's about to sit down like he was at a soccer game or something I was like I'm about to sit down and listen. oh I shoot yes I love that one I'm ready for those man like alright we can have this conversation but I'm a watch. <laughs> and and the thing is, like my for me, I don't argue LeBron and put down Michael. Like people so many times will trash LeBron to and in their defense for Michael. I'm like, you can't act like LeBron James is is not one of the top players to ever come to the NBA. Like oh, you no, you no. cannot be that delusional. If you think it's Michael as the GOAT, that's fine. But you got to put some respect on LeBron's name. You, like, for me, I respect all the players that have come to the league. There may be times, like, a Kevin Durant thing he says. There may be players that I don't agree with what they say or do, but I'm not going to disrespect their talent because of it. But people really just destroy LeBron and talk about him as the – you would think he's the most evil person. I'm like, what did LeBron do to you? <laughs> what did – he hey, coffee? Like, what did he do to you to have you this angry? At the end of the day, you don't know him, he don't know you. But people honestly get so – there's just so many haters. It's, it's, it's sick. So I'm not surprised if somebody got shot. It's just sad that it even would get to that point. But I would – I, again, am not surprised. Yes. No question about it. All right. I'm trying to get this in before we go. Is um Okay. Um the the latest what what is gonna happen? Cause we know we got the COVID nineteen going. And mm. how do you feel how do you really feel about going back into stadiums and you know, covering sports? You know, because that's what that's what you do for your career. And does it, it, it seem like it's too soon? Or is it like you know what? Can we can we just wait it out maybe a few more months or like are we? Is it that big of a hurry? Because I I'm a big you know I love sports every day all day, but I'm not finna sit here right. and say I'm finna just drop everything and just get back into these stadiums and then have these little crazy rules of how many people can get in either get into stadiums or you know being able to participate. I, I'm not like team sports, whether that's for high school, college, pro. Mm-mm, I'm not feeling that at all. That's my personal thing. What, what about you? How you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I've been hearing the rumors for the NBA that they're planning to have the games down at um, Walt Disney World at the Disney World Worldwide of Sports. 
And then for a possible other location out in Vegas, like where they play the summer league games. And honestly, I think the only real way they, they can bring back the NBA is to have them in a secluded area. So rather than having it, regardless of where they pick up the season, playoffs, um, playing games for those teams that are on the bubble of the number seven or eight seed, uh, they definitely need to do something to keep everybody confined because you can't have teams traveling from you know across the country flying or anything like that. That that puts them at you know higher risk of of exposure to the COVID nineteen. So I love the idea of put them in one spot. You keep them there for let's say whatever however long. I mean I feel sorry for them to be away from their from their families, but right. you know they they they're used to that sadly. Um, and now you can allow everybody to be right there. No one's coming in. No one's going out. So once everyone gets tested and they're all clean, you know, we're all, everyone's good to go. Because my thing is, and everybody keeps forgetting, around games, it's not just the people on the court or the field. You have trainers, game day personnel. You have officials, coaches. You know, there are a lot more people that make a game go yep. and, and properly run. If you're, if you're going to be shooting it on TV, which they're going to do, you need to have camera crew and media there. Yep. You know, someone has to be there filming the game. Someone will probably be there doing, um, you know, sideline reporting or play or whatever it is that, I mean, that could actually happen remotely. But someone's going to be there as a PA. You know, you have to have all these different personalities in, involved. So that's a lot of people. And it only, it only gets bigger when you talk about football. Now, for football and, and outdoor sports like soccer, uh, you are fortunately outside. So it does change the landscape of things tremendously. You know, Europe has actually brought back soccer. We've been seeing, uh, you know, other countries are moving to bring their sports back. So it looks like the world in itself is shifting back into a new normal for sports. Yeah. So I just think for basketball, for an indoor sport, where there's so many surfaces and things that, that you have to be mindful of even more, you have to keep them in one spot. You know, and I think it makes sense to have them jump back into the playoffs. Maybe those bottom seeds have to play in to figure out exactly what seed they are if they get in. And then you have everybody just play. And I guess if you lose the playoffs, you're, you go home almost. But, you know, I think that's the only safe way to do it. And for me, I've been saying from day one, although I would love to get back to fully working, you know, at what expense for my life now? No, thanks. I'm good. So, you know, I would love to see some sort of ease back into normal. It's the same thing with businesses opening up and people just flying out. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing people at the beaches here in Jersey. Not me. I'm not there physically on TV, um, of course, because <laughs> I am not going back out until I until I see the first couple waves go. But you, know, oh, you have already seen people going back out without yeah. face masks on and just... <laughs> Not following social distancing. So for me, I am I'm waiting. The you know, IG I, stories, I'm man. <laughs> I see your IG story, man. You like you poking your head out about something. I'm gonna have to repost that because now that people are going out, I gotta remind them like don't go out in the first couple waves because those are the ones that are gonna be flying out too soon and more likely to catch again. Wait until till the dust settles. <laughs> Wait till they calm down a bit. But then everybody's like, I'm yes. ready to get out. I'm ready to get out. Go ahead, go for it, man. Hey, yeah, I I'm mean, no, I'd rather be, a, I'd rather be healthy and alive. <laughs> at least, at least for the, the the time that I have left, you know what I mean. But still, <laughs> but my thing is, yeah, this. right. Yeah, so uh, you know, at least enjoy your homes and uh, and uh, enjoy uh, cooking while at home. If you need to go out and you need your mm -hmm. essential stuff, go ahead and get it. But then at the end of the day, go return home, man, because that's your that is right now. That is, and the there's safe ways space. to do it. Yeah. No, no yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much, uh, Renee, for joining me today. And uh, tell everyone uh, where they can uh, find your wonderful, wonderful show and where you are on social media. Awesome. I had a blast. I'm glad I was able to come back on and talk sports and get into it a little bit with you. I am on all social media. Twitter at Renee P. Wash, Facebook and Instagram at Renee P. Washington. My show has its own uh, social media handles for Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. So just check me out. I even have a website, ReneePWashington.com. So honestly, search for me on any platform, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it may be. And uh, I have plenty of content there as we're getting into a lot of these same conversations and hopefully going to be getting back to sports safely sometime soon. Excellent. So, yeah, thank you again for having me on, though, Arlington. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed yeah. chatting with you. Yeah. And uh, even even though you've had to bring up the, the debate, the great debate. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. 
But I see, but see, I kind of held a little restraint. I had a little restraint today. So I'm proud of myself. I'm glad you did. I'm proud of myself, you know, because like you said, I get one. I get to be one of them people that get animated and whatnot. I'm like, why? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting paid by this dude. So come on, man. Just, just chill out for a second. So that's why I started watching. That's my aspect on all things. Like, I'm not going to sit up and go crazy off of anybody. No, unless it's my family we're talking about or, you know, someone that I actually know, not someone that I have never talked to for as much as I, you know, love watching some of the best NBA players and athletes. I'm not, you are not going to catch me out here getting my blood pressure up over <laughs> someone that, for, for what? You're not paying me to do it. So, no thank you. And I, I, I honestly, I do my Michelle Obama, my Michelle and uh, Barack Obama take. When you when they go high, I go low. So when they start getting crazy, I'm like, all right, this conversation's over. <laughs> Well, Renee, me. appreciate you uh, you coming through and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you that's right. You gotta you gotta you gotta go high when they go low, man. Yeah, and so yes, uh, yes, yeah. So definitely uh, appreciate you again, and uh, make sure that you check out her show. It's a wonderful show, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, continued success throughout 2020 and beyond for you, Renee. Okay. Thank you again so much, and you be safe out there. I, I will I will attempt to do so for sure. I got to get away from all the crazies while I'm here in St. Louis. <laughs> that is Renee Washington. Oh, That's Renee Washington, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back to wrap this show up on the A-Train show right after this. What's up, everyone? This is Renee Washington, host of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports Radio. And you're listening to the A-Train Show on the In The Zone Network. Welcome to the A-Train Show. Radio personality, Isis Jones. I appreciated being appreciated. Sometimes yeah. that little thing alone can, can go a long way where somebody says, yeah, we, we might need you. And, and better yet, it was time. You know, I, I think the climate in St. Louis is, is, is good. Um, we always talk about the negativity, not, and I always have a, a tendency to bring a, a lot more positivity to the situation. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I think y'all needed me. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to The Real In The Zone Network. This is it. We come to the end of this ride of the A-Train show, and no, I'm not tired yet, but I definitely want to thank my guest, Renee Washington, for coming on the show today. Um... Make sure that you go and check her out with their show, Beyond the Headlines. And it's on Fox Sports 96.9 FM and 1340 AM in the DMV. You can also catch it on Fox Sports 1340AM.com at noon Eastern on Wednesdays, 11 in the Central Standard Time Division. I guess that's how I can put it, just like that. <laughs> Plus a big shout out to Shanice Nicole for her song. My God, it was mad hilarious. All right. Hey, but folks, don't be a stranger, okay? Come on back for the next ride of the A-Train show. Make sure that you go and press play because I don't want you to miss that next train. Because if you do, then guess what? I'll miss you, all right? And don't forget, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and do your best to remain calm during these crazy times, okay? This is the A-Train Arlington Lane. I'm pulling in for that final stop. I'll catch you aboard the train on next time, all right? See you.